Welcome, wrestling fans, to the Hillbilly Records podcast. We did it again. We sure did, and I am excited to uh, be here for episode two. Yeah, uh, I, we don't even know what we're going to call this episode yet. I, I have no Our idea first guest. <laughs> I don't so, uh, speaking of first guest, uh, welcome to the show. Actually, our first guest for the podcast, senior referee Brian Allen. Sir, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, cool digs here at Studio 444. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. No, no worries. I mean, well, I guess first of all, uh, a lot of people know know you in the uh, independent scene that, um, you know, uh, your relation to Trevor Blanchard and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Uh, was he a big factor of you getting into the business or was this actually, you know, like growing up into the business, you're like, all right, I'll go ahead and do it too. No, he was definitely a big factor. Um, him being an independent wrestler since 1990, and then um, in my younger years, I was always brought to the shows um, and hung out in the crowd or in the back. Um, and I obviously was on TV a lot as well, um, just growing up in the business. Um, but no, being uh, having grown up in the business, watching it all the time, it was just a part of my regular life. Yeah, the routine. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the exactly. routine. Weekends were always wrestling. Yeah, related. definitely. I was on TV once, twice a week. Um, so yeah, and then we, uh, down the line, we got hooked up with Jimmy Blaze and CCW back then, later Power Entertainment. Um, so that was a regular home for myself growing up. Oh, absolutely. Um, things happen, and yeah, I later joined. Now... Doing can you reflect back on refing your first match? Yeah, I, I can. Um, the opportunity was presented to me by Jimmy Blaze and my father. Um, at the time, there was a an angle going on with Pee Wee Perella and Xavier DeFaust. Mm-hmm. They were having a little back and forth on the outside, interference in matches. Long story short, there's a match set up between the two of them gotcha. at a later date. That date, there was only, I think, one ref available. So the opportunity was presented to me at, uh, at the age of 15. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, would, you, would you be interested in in, ref, in starting to train to ref? And at that time, I was ringing the bell for these shows. So I was right. already familiar with everyone on the shows and whatnot and the crowds and what was going on on these shows. Um so yeah, I was asked about it a few months prior, uh, on the and then in these early days of Powell, there was at least two or three shows a month. Yes. So on these show days and on um, training days, yeah, I would go and before the shows or at practices, um, I would train. Um, different hands have helped me um, master the, the the art of a professional wrestling referee. So yeah. Uh, it was, I think it was about three months or so okay. of, of solid training, at least a couple times a month. Right. Um, before well, I had my first match. So. Yeah, that, it was like same here, like when I got in, or uh, you know, one of your close friends, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Hadford. Yep. You know, we, we've all been there before. We just we weren't just thrown in there. We no. were actually trained. Come up with you know to uh, get the concept right. of everything that we've done. But I mean. Have you had a fun time with it so far? Well, I've been doing it now for coming up on 15 years. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, sure. Actually, what would be 
do you think the wrestling has changed since you've started to now in regards of how shows are put together or just the matches themselves? Um, in my time, refing on these shows and around like the indie circuit in the, in the Midwest, I would say for the most part, wrestling has stayed the same mm-hmm. on a world, national, global level, TV level. Right. I think wrestling has changed okay. a little bit. Um, in this day and age, a lot of attention spans are shorter. <laughs> this day and age of social media and little clips and gifts and everything right. like that, it's programmed people to move on to the next thing. Right. So that translates into to, in the wrestling. People want to see quick things, and then they move on to the next thing. So whether that's a that, that's a that's a match or a uh-huh. move. Um, so I'd say in that sense, things have changed a little bit, but at the root of it. It's all the same. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, I mean, oh, um, our, our pal roster, a uh, close knit family. Oh, yeah. And definitely close knit. Uh, we got a couple uh, newcomers that are, you know, that have you know, got on to power. Like, first of all, Chuck Deluxe. Chuck, you know, yeah. Chuck Deluxe <laughs> right now is, uh, you know, Train Wrecker has uh, made mention that he is actually putting out the best promos right now. I would have to say so. He's. He's really finding a niche yeah. in himself and his 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 character that he's he's portraying. That I that's just an extension of himself. I, yeah, I think, I, I think and so that's too. the best kind of characters you play. No, absolutely. Or, um, you know. uh, because you know of promos and so forth. Kazile right. uh, definitely, you know, definitely up there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, but. How can I say? Because I was a little bit, you know, out of you know, out of the box. Right. Where Chuck, he's making his own box. He he (laughs) made his own box. (laughs) No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Do you? Oh, do you see? Uh, with some of our roster, you know, I mean, you got Alex Braille still training real hard. Obviously, Kazile. Um. You know Chuck. You got our vets. You know yes. Style and Chain. You got Eric Freedom, and uh, obviously you know Jimmy Blaze and these guys. Uh, what do you think? How is our? What do you think our promotion? You know, do you think we're holding our own, so to speak, with Power Entertainment? I think we are. Um, you know, having your own independent pro wrestling company, or even on like the larger stage, there's always like ebbs and flows of year to year as far as rosters go guys fall off guys get injured guys take time off whatever um we experienced it at Powell a handful of years ago where just no- nothing i th- thought would is gonna work has like stuck like certain guys you know like lose traction or whatever or leave yeah. or whatever whatever the reason may be um that, that stuff happens and yeah. i think lately the past few years guys have come in and they've stayed and they've been committed and right. have shown up to, to training right. to the shows so and you can see improvement show after show promo after promo yeah um so yeah i, I really like the strides we're making right now um as a whole uh, we have a great group of uh leaders in, in our locker room to help guide the younger guys coming in or who have, right. are currently here and guiding them on to to figure better things yeah. well you know, jimmy made mention that our roster now was like the roster when Powell 
rose from CCW. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. of Chris Cairo, which is still on our roster. Yes. You know, Chris Cairo, Kanoa, yeah. uh, Rough Crossing, Thunderfoot, but fans, as you know, uh, Rough Crossing and uh, Yabo have been signed to NWA. But as I don't know if too many people know, early in Yabo's career, he went by the name of Thunderfoot. Mm-hmm. The best Indian gimmick to where it was so believable it was at that time. Yeah. It was very authentic. And, uh, you know, these guys and, you know, you had Taylor made, you know, uh, you know, uh, rest his soul, Matt Mayhem, yes. you know, just, you know, Justin James, mm-hmm. you know, and we were selling out Hattendorf. We were, we mm-hmm. did the Odium twice. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, Jimmy is coming back and saying, this is starting to feel like that type of locker room yeah. again because of the guys, yeah, you know, right. that are on the roster now. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, back then, there was a really good homegrown group yes. of guys. It wasn't like a one or two here, you know. Oh, no, absolutely. It, it, was, it was a number of them, and they all kind of started within the last, within like, like six five years. years. Like, well, like, came in with, I came in yeah. five years ago, and I right. feel like when I came in, that was with, you know, Kazile coming in, Mason was yeah. still around, like like just forming like right. around what Mason what what he could be, yeah. and it's just like it feels like this is that new wave yeah. that's coming in, and it's it's starting to take over because like you guys said, past selling out arenas that you yeah. guys went to the you know the Legion Hall mm-hmm. is packed every time we go there right. now. Yes. T Woods is packed as you saw from last uh, Saturday. Right. I mean. The, these shows were like when I was first coming here weren't as packed as right. they are now. Yeah, because like when we had Brower House right. um, for Wrestle Rage last year, like I was like, oh my god, like it yeah. sold out a month like, prior. Yeah, yeah and like three hundred plus people in the and like we packed it. It yeah. was yeah, it and, was and actually crazy. the show actually got started just a tad bit late because we still had people still trying in. to come in. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to actually put extra people at the door to help get these people in, you know, (laughs) and yeah, we've been gaining that momentum, you know, like you said, Mason Perks, you know, uh, another star that could really, you know, launch himself forward, you Mm -hmm. know, good mentality, but like right now, the whole locker room is got that mentality for each other. And it's, it's, you know, it's a family. Like it's inside that locker room. It's a family. Like we all look out for each other. We all, you know, do what we need to do, but at the end of the day, we're a family. We st- sometimes spend more time with each other than our actual family. Our family. So it's, that's where the whole family thing comes together, and it works. I love it. I think of all these guys as my brothers, sisters. You know, I I just love the atmosphere that Powell is putting out right now. And you don't and you don't see too much of that now. You've got. Uh, CSW, they he, you know, Boz and them, they have their guys, yeah. and then they cherry pick throughout the uh, the uh, scene. But AAW, okay, AAW, technically the only uh, Chicago talent they use, if they use them, is Egotistico. You know, yeah, Ego works so. with them, um, but other than that, AAW, they 
they are that type of you know promotion that they're you know they're gonna pick on who they want they yeah. set their prices the way they are which is sometimes you know a little higher than what they need to be they're top tier shows yeah you know, they I mean, are they, they bring in quality talent um yeah your tickets might be a little higher than somewhere else locally uh but you will get a, a good show for the price you pay yeah um but again like not too many of these uh independent companies here in chicago area have their own training school right mm -hmm. i can there's us i believe csw has one and freelance has one i think that's it yeah there's not so, that many places to go so it's nice know. to see local companies have their own homegrown talent that you can only usually see at those yeah. right uh, at those events. type right. of promotions yeah well, I mean, the homegrown talent is that's where the stars come from. Exactly. You know, yeah. you know, these other guys that are out there, Chicago one night, Denver the next night, right. Texas the next night, you know, it's not like homegrown to Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know, Chicago Power exactly. Entertainment is Chicago. Yeah. You know, no matter oh, how you want to cut it, yeah. you know, I will always stand by that Power Entertainment, the the longest running promotions yeah, which we took that over from windy city you know right. san becerra and windy city so we're we're the ones that has the most longevity yeah. so why wouldn't you come and see us at a show right <laughs> you <laughs> know it sure does yeah. so speaking on on your career in pow yeah what are some of your high moments to your lowest moments like you know, what's your the, your best story that you have on the road at a venue, uh, you know, something that you'll remember forever. And then what's like, you know, something that completely went off the rails and you have no idea, like, how to bring it back. And you have... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, coughing a rock for that. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but no, um, like, just... You know, what is, from your point of view, your highs and your lows of being on the road or being at a venue or just seeing the crazy shit go down? Yeah. Um, like, you go into each show, right? You know the date and the card usually. So, like, yeah, um, like, shows at a, at a certain time, they start to get, like, mundane, and it's, like, the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But it's up to you to take something else different from each show, whether that be a match, whether that be a promo, whether that be a, something with the crowd engagement or something like that. So mm -hmm. um, the, there was a point in my career where these shows, they got stagnant. It's a, I just showing up. All right, do this, do this. Okay. Now I'm going home, do this, do this, going home. And it, it drained like it, it took effort to do these things like okay all right got another show almost a word was it fun it was a, yeah it was i had to put effort into it like, yeah oh, geez you know that <laughs> that's only put uh i was the only one that could cause that it's not like these shows were bad or anything like that it's just a mental thing that you have to put push past sometimes and you gotta you know check your stuff at the door when you walk in whatever you're going through you know i was talking to some, somebody on our roster this past show and it, they were telling me that like these shows are an escape from your regular life yes from the mo moment you walk out that curtain whether it's for a minute five minutes ten minutes yeah. half hour hour whatever it is you're a different person you're 
you know, it's you are that character when that you walk character. Out. Right. Everything else is gone. Oh. Right. So it's a drug that you, you can't replicate. It's yeah. it's a high that you, it, it's hard to come off of sometimes. Right. Um, well, no, and that's what, you know, as performers, that's what we do also is for our fans is to help them forget yeah. about whatever yeah. they're dealing with exactly. for the two hours, three for two hours, hours you, know, you know, and blow off some steam, yell, have fun, exactly. you know, I mean, so you can almost consider us the community service for everybody's well-being right exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. no absolutely um, kind of like we run the uh sale asylum the, the yeah mental, yeah you know so we see the uh the mental patients when half of us yeah. are should be exactly. the, one. the yeah <laughs> the ones in the I, I think all of, all of us has a little bit of a loose screw to do yeah, what we yeah, do absolutely you know? we do. but it's the passion you know one thing about the wrestling business is that i no matter where I've went or who I've dealt with, that passion is there. And you can see, oh, especially in certain certain vets and people that have been around, they have that passion. Yes. And I have not seen any other thing that I've been around that has that deep of a passion. Yeah, you, know? you can totally, I've seen it, uh, not really, no, I'll say it. I've seen it on some POW shows, not lately uh-huh. at all. Um, other companies I've been to, uh, around the Midwest or locally, I've been in locker rooms. You can see on guys' faces when yeah. they walk in or when they're sitting around the ring or in the locker room, they just don't want to be there. Right. That or whatever it I, is. I'm here for my pay. I'm here for my I'm here for my match, my pay. Have a good night. Yeah. You know. And I personally hate that. Like right. yeah, it's we're it's we're all independent contractors. This is independent pro wrestling. Yes. But it goes back to again, like at POW, we're all a family. Yes. You know, and, absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it, uh, it, it's definitely something that is like none other, you know, at yeah, all. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Actually, what's the scariest thing you've seen in the ring? Oh, um, happened not too long ago, maybe less than a year ago, I think. It was at T Woods. I think you were all there. Yeah, I, oh, okay. I think, <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I kind of, Flipped off it, the rails it's, on that it's, one too. it's a moment nobody wants to be a part of um, in regards to a wrestler's well-being. Yes. Um, the situation was it was Mateo Valentine versus Casale. Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. was it was a beauty supply match. I yes, it was, was a beauty supply beauty match. Beauty supply match. Um, it was nearing towards the end of the match. Um, it was a a spot on the outside. I had heard that this spot may have been taking place and I was a little against it. Yeah. Um, time, well, I, I don't know. And if I'd have heard it, I'd have said, absolutely not. <laughs> time came for, uh, the time came for it. Yeah. I was in the ring. They were on the outside. Mateo came charging at Kazile. Kazile picked him up, spun for his, one of his patented moves, a spine, spine buster, buster onto the concrete. concrete floor with a thin amount of carpet on it. Oh. And you could hear. Oh, he's yeah. got the chill. The fun. Mateo. And yeah. I think there is like a little dense in the <laughs> floor. Well, yes. Of uh, T Wood. I heard it. I saw it. I hopped out right away. Mateo, he was still alert and everything, but went, went stiff because um, I only gotten off. Checked on Mateo. I called the match. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I called the match. 
I was not going to take any any you know risk or jeopardy of Mateo maybe coming back and you know right. trying and to fight through himself. it. Yeah, it, it's not worth it. No, absolutely. And it's they did. You know, uh, fans. I'm sure that uh, that match was put up mm-hmm. uh, minus. That incident. Minus that incident, yeah. But if you go back and watch that match, they did everything right. That was yeah, a it was that match. great match. Like the match of the match. I believe it was up for match of the year too. Like yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. was yeah, I, I remember know. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, uh, funniest thing you've ever seen. It's like funniest just makes you go, thing. "What the hell?" And, and and we've all been there. I mean, yeah. I, I've refed and I've been in the ring with. You know, people that shouldn't have been in the ring, and I just shake my head. <laughs> you know, you just shake your head. Um, oh, that's tough. I'm trying to think of something that stands out. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, the, 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 there's always something funny about any show, that's whether true. it's a reaction, like a guy's reaction to something somebody says, or <laughs> yeah. something somebody says to a fan as like a, 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 a comeback to what they just said. Um, so there's times like that where I'll always chuckle. Yeah. Um, that like it brings you out of the element of the match. So like um that's always funny. Um but as far as like I don't know, I mean when Yabo's in in these matches, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always doing great. something, he's always yelling something funny. Yeah. Um so those are always entertaining just being a fan and watching him um go through his matches um and work. Um, let's see. Um, hmm. I'll tell you what, I'll, um, yeah. uh, while you're thinking about that, mm-hmm. I'll come up with a little funny road story okay. that you and I actually, uh, it, it started the Nene. Okay? Oh, yes. It started there's, the Nene. There's a lot of people who have asked me the, the origin <laughs> of this. The Nene. The, the Nene, okay. the story, who is she? Um, yeah, so, so. Well, I'll tell you what. We were coming back from Michigan, yep. and we were coming back from Michigan, and I'm kind of like half in and out of, you know, falling asleep and so forth, and uh, we got to the conversation, do you know, uh, did you know a certain, you know, certain people or something like that, uh, like music? Or, yes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it was like a dance move. And I'm like, yes. no, but I knew a nene in school. I knew a nene in school. That's yeah, that's what we were saying. Nene, I guess it was a type of dance or something. And it was like, and, and I just come out of that slumber of sleep. And oh, yeah, I knew a nene in school. So that's the origin of nene. Yes. You know, but again, a, a road story that, you know, uh, we do a show, we're driving back, we're trying to keep each other entertained yes. to make it back home because it's, you know, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, their <laughs> drives are long from this. You have to keep everyone awake. awake. Yes. You know, especially the driver. Cause if, yeah. You know, that, that, that's, that's your lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, trust me. I, I've gone up, everyone I've gone away. up there to come back and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll stay awake. We'll stay awake. And then Ten minutes on the street. Everybody's asleep. Yeah. everybody's asleep and you still have another four <laughs> hours ago. God damn it. That's you crank the music, you open up all the windows, no one's sleeping in this car. Right? Oh, man. Uh, bucket list. If uh, anyone did, uh, you would like to share the ring with that you have not had the opportunity. Anyone I would like to share the ring with? Currently? like uh, Currently or even back you know, yeah. even back in the day. I mean, we could go back. To, I mean, there's, I know there's several wrestlers that I wish I had known, <laughs> you know, or had the chance to meet or oh, work yeah. in the ring. Yeah. 
um, back in CCW, I, I'd always watch him in the ring. <laughs> he was always, always as a young kid, always got a little bit scared when he'd come out. Sagan? Or Sagan. Yeah. Coming okay. out with Chris Danger. <laughs> yeah. He had that, that menacing music, and he's got the cape, and he's got Chris Danger walking him out, and yeah. he's got that hood up, and he gets in the ring and whips the hood off. He's got that that, that upside-down cross on his face, face. painted. Yeah. It's wow. like, oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He, uh, more good people. More, definitely, exactly. Definitely more good people, good people. More good people. But, yeah, I mean, even if, uh, you know, that's out there today. I mean. It's out there today. Um yeah, there's a lot of good young talent out there um, that I've seen come up. Um, as far as specifics, though, see, I don't look at it as specifics, mm-hmm. like guys, because I'm not, I'm not working them. Right. I'm working them in a match. Right. So like, what I'm saying, working with or, or share yeah, the ring with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, like- as far as an indie level well, indie level star level or even level, who was your level. what was your favorite name that you worked with mm. <laughs> uh rock roll express was pretty cool to work with yeah okay um, I can see. ricky and robert yeah this, um yeah so i got the opportunity to work with them uh, when I, I was roughing for Brew City Wrestling out of Milwaukee, we're doing the state fair up there. Okay. And at these state fair shows, um, they would always bring in um, some names, uh, past, present, whatever. And Rock and Roll Express was actually one of them. And I saw the lineup, and I saw those roughing the match. I'm like, that is cool. <laughs> that nice. is cool. I, now, I didn't watch them a, a whole lot coming up because they're – were a little bit before my, right. my time, mm-hmm. but I obviously knew who they were and how legendary, le- legendary they are in this business. So to see that on the paper that I was roughing their match, that was a, a cool moment. Um, when they got, when they got in the ring, uh, the heels had jumped out. I think it was Robert that came up and pinched my butt <laughs> before they went up to get, yeah. to get their pop. I'm like, he just, you know, it's funny you say that because um, the first time I shared the ring with Jim Duggan, yes, all right, uh, for uh, it was a promotion with uh, Ronnie Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, and I always liked Duggan because I grew up on Mid South, you know. But Duggan would do the same thing. He'd circle around, he'd pinch me, yeah. you know, and, you know, here we go, brother. And, yeah. you know, or anytime he came by me, he gave me that little pinch. You yeah. know? <laughs> and it's like, really? Yeah, it's you know? cool, like, when names like that, who honestly can just show up and have fun, get my money and work with whoever, meet and greet and have a good night. Yeah. It, it, a lot of times it, it is like that, which, whatever, that's their right. That's mm-hmm. how they are. That's fine. But it's cool to be part of shows in the locker rooms and in matches with these guys who are so loose out there yeah. and just like to have fun. Oh, absolutely. And like in that specific match, I was, there was a, some submission hold on, I think Ricky or Rod, I remember exactly who it was, but I'm, I'm down there asking, you know, what do you say? What do you say? And I think it was Robert who like reached in and grabbed my foot and I'm like, Hey, 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 uh-huh. know, get back to your corner. He's like, yo, oh, uh, your shoe was not tight. I was just trying to fix it for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, yeah. Just a little like 
little back and forth like that, it's like it calms you down if like you're younger in the business and like maybe a little nervous out there that they're loose with you. Yeah. Be loose with them. Like, you know. No, absolutely. And so. I think sometimes they might see that. And also too, uh you're you're like in awe, especially your first right. your sure. first name. Sure. Your first name, you're like, oh because yeah. I the first time I was in with the Road Warriors, mm -hmm. Dream Night One. That music hits. <laughs> that music hits, and it's like, yeah. you know, you they, they come out and they're doing their thing, and you're wanting to like listen to them more because they know everything yeah, and they're right. gonna tell you where to be, what's going on. Right. But you're like, oh <laughs> you know, it's something else. That's definitely another feeling that wrestling, only wrestling can give you. Yeah, one of the weirdest things i guess is it was at our second odium show mm -hmm. that we did when we brought in dx okay like their last independent date as a group it right was road dog billy gun and x-pac they were in a six-man tag versus the robo and roughman <laughs> right. crossing david hawkinson down dynamite yeah i got to ref that match young young me watching dx coming up uh-huh excited right yeah <laughs> so I'm in the ring and I'm, their music hits and I'm I'm chill. No, so okay. super weird. Like you okay. think I get jazzed up, a little nervous. Like yeah, I'm nervous, but it's a big show. Yeah, no, whatever. But like I was expecting to be like little not giddy, but you know, little like on my toes about the match. And I was chill. Like I knew what I had to do. These are just regular guys, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, like that was a weird moment that I wasn't like super excited. Yeah. But uh, all right, we'd like to give a quick shout out to uh, CPA of Elgin, that's Chicago Pizza Authority, uh, for helping us out, uh, getting us a pizza. Anytime we're doing the podcast, we're always going to be using them. Um, so they got their school night special during the uh, their, during the week, uh, which is a uh, one large, uh, one topping with a uh, two liter of your choice for $18.99. Um, so if you guys want some pizza, you want to feed the family real quick, uh, head out to uh, CPA. You can dine in or carry out uh, delivery as well. Their address is 1050 Summit Street in Elgin with a phone number of 847-742-8802. And that's CPA of Elgin. All right, there we go. Pizza is always good. Great pizza. Great pizza. <laughs> pizza is always good. All right, now that means we're good. All right, so let's uh, talk about Saturday night. All right, uh, yeah, let's do it. Saturday night, uh, you know what? A uh, uh, good, uh, a good crowd, good show. Uh, Chicago veteran, pal, veteran, Stylin' Shane Eaton got the upset against Chuck Deluxe, and uh, this is like the third time they've met up. So it's like yeah. two to one, Stylin' so. Shane. Right. Right, yeah, this is my first time uh, being in the ring with Chuck's Deluxe. Um, he is quite entertaining. From the moment he walks through that curtain, during the match, on his way out, he he grabs your attention the whole time he's out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he had a great showing, too. Yeah. Um, so of course, he got caught up in, uh, in the corner with Style and Shane. Style and Shane uh, got, the, got the victory. Yeah, well, I tell you what, uh, Chuck Deluxe, he does definitely have a bright future ahead of him. Yes. Somebody that you're going to definitely keep your eyes on. For sure. Definitely. For sure. Now, uh, Tommy McCobb, uh, again, uh, against Axel Abreu, but evidently uh, got the upper hand on Axel Abreu, and made the bold statement 
saying next week in Fox Lake at our Road to Summer Explosion show that he was going to actually take the title away from Hunter Payne. Yeah, quite the bold statement, as you said. Um, but for for his sake, he's got to have confidence going into this match, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can't go into it thinking, you know, oh, I hope I win. I hope I have, you know, whatever. Well, Tommy McCobb definitely will bully oh, bully yes. and bulldoze himself over <laughs> anybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, he, and he's done it. Um, I mean, this is a guy that gives dead bugs to the kids yeah. as he's walking out to the <laughs> ring. Where does he keep those, Justin? I, I don't want to know. I, I really don't want to know. Or no. I mean, um, it's also rumor. He comes to shows in a hearse. In a, is that old, his? I, I've seen that part. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that old beat-up hearse. Uh, yeah, that's... That's his, you know. It's very fitting. It's very fitting. <laughs> it definitely but, is. You know, Hunter Payne, being a Windy City veteran, uh, owner of Southland Championship Wrestling, uh, definitely uh, 20 years plus in the business. Yeah. He's got experience. And uh, actually, at one point in time, I had the opportunity to uh, manage him right. and Austin Roberts in Powell Entertainment. But I hope, hopefully... Uh, Hunter Payne takes into consideration exactly how strong Tommy McCobb actually is. Yeah, he's a strong guy. Uh, I've worked with him, trained with him. You know, he's got that bouncer mentality where he'll he'll throw you around without any say or yeah. with uh, zero Fs given. You know? Yeah, so, that, absolutely. Yeah, since he's come around uh, in Powell, he's mainly been with Kazile since his start. Right. Um, but lately, he's been kind of on his own, doing his own thing, and I think he's finding his groove. Right uh, within himself and in that ring, and, and Hunter Payne can't take it lightly. No, and uh, honestly, to credit to Tommy McCobb, uh, he has improved since he's really you know yeah. been in the business. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's, like you said, he's found his groove. He's notching it out, and he's letting everybody know exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. All right, um, two newcomers to Powell Entertainment: uh, James Creed and. Uh, got the upper hand over Bonanza. Yeah. James Creed and Bonanza are our fixtures of Southland Championship Wrestling, and they have uh, made uh, some good uh, headway, and they're making their way into Power Entertainment. Yeah, he was uh, my. This was the second time I got to meet and work with Bonanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite the character, very entertaining, uh, very good uh, in the ring. Um, yeah, to the excitement of the fans, it was like a nice breath of fresh air. Somebody knew. Mm-hmm. They liked him from the get-go. Uh, great match back and forth between James Creed and Bonanza. Yeah, I'm not sure what language he speaks. It's, just, Bonanza. it's Bonanza. It's Bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> I would ask him. I mean, you know, he weighs in at one Bonanza. He, he, was I, in a, he was in a sharpshooter <laughs> towards the end of the match. What do you say? Do you want, to, want me to stop the match? He would just yell. Bonanza at me before he tapped out, so I, I, I'm not sure. I asked him if he wanted help in the back. He just said Bonanza and went to the back. So uh, one of the uh, bigger matches of the night that uh, definitely got a lot of look at. Uh, IPA's own Meat Hooks O'Bannon takes on the bodyguard of Scott Spade, uh, the big man Tiny, and that actually uh, started at our last T Wood show. Where uh, they, what, well, uh, Meat Hooks and Tiny were the last ones in the uh, yes. Battle Royal. But, uh, yeah, from watching know. the shenanigans back, I was escorting Scott Spade out, and behind my back, yeah. uh, Mistress Misery, Misery got involved, yeah. and there was some shenanigans there. And 
Uh, yeah, Tiny got the upper hand. So Meat Hooks was like uh, immediately says, uh, the next T-Wood show, I want you. And a uh, heavy hit and show. And also the very first time that I've ever seen Tiny picked up off his feet. Yeah, that was the roar of the crowd when that moment happened and he slammed him down with that slam. Yeah. That ring shook, the building shook, the foundation still being checked as we speak. <laughs> yeah. um, quite, quite the eye. Yeah, it was yeah. That, like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant moment where he finally yeah. gets that body slam on him. Yeah, yeah just definitely erupted. I guess uh, Scott Spade was very upset that Tiny lost the meat hooks and uh, attacked Tiny. And uh, Scott Spade again turning on turning on his own. Yeah, you yeah. know, on his uh, own people, he turned his back. Right. Uh, evidently, Chris Cairo and uh, Meat Hooks helped do the save to Tiny, at which uh, Scott Spade uh, he went back to the back to get ready for the Mason yeah, match. Did his he? match was coming up next? Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, Scott Spade, he's definitely, you know, uh, he's turned on me when I manage him. He's turned on Pee Wee Perella when he managed him. He's turned on Jimmy when mm -hmm. they actually held tag team titles in another promotion. So Scott Spade is his own man, and he will not, he can't. Yeah, it goes to show you, even if you have tag title gold like he did with yes. Jimmy Blade, it don't matter. Scott yeah. Spade will, will, will. Turn on a dime. Turn on a dime. Turn on a dime. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Scott Spade, uh, I guess it just wasn't his night when uh, one of the shining stars of Powell Entertainment, Mason Perks, gets the yeah. uh, surprise upset uh, on yeah, Scott. I myself, great match. Yeah. I, was, I myself was very surprised. It was not looking good for Mason Perks. He had taken the ace crusher from Scott Spade. Setting up, uh, Spade was setting him up for the pile driver. Took him a couple tries. Got it. Yeah, cover one, one, two, and he uh, got off him. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh -huh. Wanted to inflict more damage. He grabbed the spiked armband that he comes out with, goes to use it. Mm -hmm. I go to stop him, obviously. Right. And there's Mason Perks roll up. One, yeah. two, three, it, out of nowhere. Quick. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that, though. It, it was exciting. You I, I enjoyed that. it. And the main event of the night was the uh, qualifier for the uh, Keys of the Kingdom, where. Pal fan favorites somehow, um, you know, got Stylin Shane eliminated to capture uh, his shot at the Keys of the Kingdom. Yeah, Trucks Deluxe uh, being the only, the only ref out there for uh, for this match and the show. I had seen that he got thrown through the middle, so like I saw it at the last second, he didn't quite go out, hung out on the end uh, of the apron. Stylin Shane wasn't aware that he was not eliminated, mm -hmm. thought he had won. Uh -huh. And then he didn't. And then Chuck's Deluxe moving on to uh, uh, w winning that, that qualifier match. So. Well, and Chuck Deluxe, he's getting the momentum behind him. And yeah. uh, we'll definitely see what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, we're talking also to our Road to Summer Explosion. Our show next week there, fans, you know, there's still tickets available. Uh, it looks like front row reserved seats are already sold out. Fans, I'm telling you, this this is normal for us. If you want front row, you got to jump on them right away because we always sell out our front always, row. Always, always you know, sell out front row. Uh, we're going, you know, back to our our home base, so to speak. And uh, is, there, uh, is there straps still available for that? Uh, I believe there are seven, for... seven spots available okay. for the Midwest title yeah. fans lumberjack strap match. Yeah. Meaning, twenty fans will have the opportunity to be around the ring with leather straps. 
during the Midwest title match between Kazile and Mason Burks. I, I just have so many mixed feelings about that because some of our fans, oh gosh, some of our fans are hardcore POW Entertainment fans, and if they get a hold of a belt, oh, I mean, like. Uh, for example, fans, uh, when we were running Rumples, uh, unfortunately, oh. when we were running Rumples, uh, unfortunately, the bad hombre cartel pulled a move on Sandra D. Uh, we had several fans up in arms about it. Right. right I mean, to the point to yeah. where security was called. Uh, we had the I was brought but, out. But yes, then I, there were fans that were good. She deserves it. Yes. So that's what the, yeah. where they came from. <laughs> But uh, was... but unbeknownst to any of us, wow. Sandra D did end up joining Bad Ombre Cartel. So, uh, but like I says our fans, I mean, we had to literally ban a couple fans for some shows because they got that, that you know, out of up. hand. Yeah. I got swung at. Yeah. And... <laughs> that was a night to remember because I'm trying to help you. Next thing I Night's know, I'm caught yourself. in the middle of crap and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> But uh, but here we go. Uh, our for our show in uh, Fox Lake, um, we got a newcomer to uh, Power Entertainment. He did uh, already make his debut at uh, T Woods. Frontman Jay Scott taking on very fan favorite Trog the Caveman. Uh, Jay Scott, you know he. Uh, he's got I'm, confidence. He's got he's confidence, got, but I yeah. almost want to go, hey, the 80s called, they want their gimmick back. Right, you know, right. but... So, uh, somebody that, once said, I heard he looks like, oh, uh, if, if you order Tony Stark on Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark on Wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Jay Scott, at uh, his last showing here, he did take on uh, Eric uh, Freedom. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, he did not get the upper hand on that. Which was um, a good match, by the way. It was a pretty good match. Yes, and he's new to the business also. Yeah. He is new to the business. Um, now you have uh, you know, the Irish Pub Army, uh, Gavin O'Reilly and Meat Hooks O'Bannon taking on Masked Marauder, the POW Entertainment Nuisance, and Xavier DeFrost. Now, DeFrost, uh, I guess, recruited Masked Mar Marauder yeah. a while back, I think in July of last year is when the first time we've seen them so, two yeah. interact. So that, that'd be interesting there. And you actually can't take anything away from Xavier DeFoss at all. I mean, he's that, yeah. just as sneaky as as they come. That's a little prelude to their, their match coming up at Summer Explosion on June 3rd when the, uh, the Battle of our Cartel defend their tag titles um, against the IPA. Okay. Also with Hornswoggle. Gotcha. So, yeah, Hornswoggle. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, they made that call, and I guess they got their their got cousin their, coming in. They got their little brother. They <laughs> got coming in. Yeah. Now, uh, a team that everyone knows: Noise, Booze, and Tattoos, Rough Crossing, and uh, Scott Spade, along with Mistress Misery, taking on the Revolution. And everybody knows that is uh, Psychotic Jimmy Blaze and the one and only Electric Eric Freedom. That's a lot of history between them two. A lot, a lot of, of history. You know, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this because uh, both teams know each other inside and out. There's gonna, I think there's going to be a slight advantage, I think, to uh, for the revolution, Eric Freeman, Jimmy Blaze. Scott Spade fired Tiny from Rock yeah. Four this past weekend. So, so, so that's a, um, an outside force 
taken out of the equation. Right. No, in, absolutely. In match. So, well, I, if, I you never know. I mean, being fired and, you know, if Tiny decides he's going to get his revenge back, there yeah. ain't no stopping him. There's no stopping t- yeah, so anything can happen, fans. Make sure, like you said, you know, you get them tickets. Uh, we still have some left. We actually have uh, about 10 spots available left for uh, this uh, Lumberjack strap match, which we're going to get into a little uh, a little later. Reach out reach out to Powertainment on Facebook or Instagram if you would like to inquire about reserving your spot in that fan for, uh, fans Lumberjack match. Yes, definitely. Uh, there's a, a link we can send you to purchase that ticket. Now, uh, a new tag team uh, that has made their way to POW Entertainment, uh, Mason Conrad, Joey Marks, yeah. heroes of our time, uh, taking on uh, another diabolical uh, person, Sean Priest, and Acid Jazz. Now, that's kind of like an odd couple type odd of a couple team. Yeah. You know, Acid Jazz been around uh, just as long as Hunter Payne, uh, myself, Jimmy Blaze, another Windy City alumni, uh, Sean Priest was uh, a very active member on yep. the POW roster for a very long time. And uh, didn't he hold uh, the POW heavyweight he title at the time? One of the first uh, POW Midwest title holders Okay, uh, when we introduced that title, yes. That's right. And Mason Conrad and Joey Marks, uh, definitely talent that has been around the Chicago scene. And the fans drew right into them oh, right away. Wow, yeah. I was very impressed with their... Their ring awareness, their their cohesiveness as a team. Yes. They were flying all flying all over oh. the place uh, at the last Fox Lake show against the uh, Jazz and Sean Priest. Absolutely, yeah. and fans uh, before they came to Pow Entertainment, they just did a, a small tour in Mexico. Yeah. It's all up online. Type their name in. Uh, you'll definitely get a good eye look at how this team operates. Now, Paulie Tomaselli versus Jason Dukes. Now, Paulie Tomaselli. Uh, the Impact Boy, uh, Hardcore Impact with Hardcore Craig, uh, is definitely going to have his hands full against Jason Dukes. Now, Jason Dukes was, in my opinion, one of the most underrated wrestlers uh, 10 years ago. You know, when he wrestled, he, he left the business for a little while. Uh, he's uh, making his way back, and he definitely picked uh, a test to deal yeah. with is with Paulie Tomaselli. Former Paul uh, Entertainment World Champion, Paulie Tomaselli. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Dukes, like he says, uh, I've worked with him. I've traveled roads with him. Uh, maybe he can knock that rust off and uh, get the upset, or he's going to find out exactly what he's been missing yeah, <laughs> when he yeah. steps in the I ring step back with <laughs> Paulie Tomaselli. We'll, we'll see. Um, now, uh, we've got uh, the POW heavyweight title on the line, as we talked about before. Hunter Payne, the champion, taking on uh, the roughhouser, Tommy McCobb. And like I said, Tommy McCobb says that he was taking that title. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a great match. Uh, two big men of POW going up against each other. It's going to be chops and fists and boots and boots. Yeah. It's going to be a heavy everything. It's going to be a great match. It's definitely going to be uh, a heavy hitting match. Absolutely. Heavy no hitting doubt. match. No doubt. Now, fans, again, if you have not gotten your ticket, you're going to want to get this because actually these two gentlemen were friends at one time. They were tag team partners at one time. Uh, Mason got hurt during an attack, uh, had to take care of himself. 
as you know, Kazayo went his own way. This lumberjack strap match between these two former friends. Mm-hmm. Now they know each other, uh, but then again, Kazayo has been known to really uh, bring it to people. He, especially when he got the uh, title from JPH at Russell Rage. He, he knew what he was doing. He was on a mission. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I definitely would recommend if you come late just to see this match, it's worth the price of admission by itself. Yes. Yeah. You 100%. know, one of the, these are two top stars fans. These are two top stars in the promotion right now, working their asses off and really showing the world what they've got. So yep. I guarantee you, I, I'm willing to put money. There's going to be blood. There's going to be yeah. whelps on each other. Uh, it's going to go all over. Yeah. It's going to go all over the building. There's no telling what Kazaya will do himself. You know, yeah. he, he wrestled his own father for Christ's sake and yeah. made him a bloody mess. Like, there's no telling what this match. Well, you know, that was a little bit of a slap in the face uh, with Trevor by throwing his. Uh, he came out because I came out in his robe yeah. and then threw it yeah. in the garbage and uh, and true. actually was going to try to set fire to the uh, I thought Tommy McCobb had like a match or something yeah, that he was probably more crickets. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, definitely something else in our summer explosion show fans. Uh, June 3rd, our pride show June 4th. Uh, we've got a lot of things on the horizon. Uh, this is something where you're definitely not going to want to miss. Uh, tell Tell your friends. Tell your enemies, tell anybody you can tell, because right now, POW Entertainment is the hottest ticket in town, and we prove it show in and show out yep. every time. It's a fun ride. Definitely. All right. So let's get to, uh, let's do a couple more stories since we got the time. Um, my first story with you yes. is in Cadillac, Michigan. A lot of stories from Cadillac Mission. Okay. <laughs> okay. Our first one, I think it was like our first show together in Cadillac. It was the after party. Your birthday. Yes. <laughs> yep. I still talked about to this day. Would you so, do me? No, no. I didn't. I just. So uh, we. I did nothing. We go to the after party and. Uh, at the sponsor. And, uh, at, the, at the sponsor. And. Uh, Stripper comes up. <laughs> it's an adult establishment. <laughs> yeah. And uh, asks who the birthday boy is, and we all go, yeah, no, yeah, it's Brian. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. she goes, so who's going to buy a dance? And I go, I'll buy a dance, right? So Brian, you know, you talk here. You talk on, on, on your So, on yeah, your... so... <laughs> So she asked the question. Justin goes, I'll buy a dance. I'm like, all right, cool. I knew someone was going to buy a dance. Cool. Thank you, Justin. She starts walking up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, Justin, I'll buy a dance for me. Ah. And I don't know what the look on my face was, but I was just oh, like, taking that. Here, like, what this a- Fucking asshole. What a, what a, what a dick move, right? You don't do a brother like that. Right? Oh, uh, whatever. It, it's still talking about something. It's, it's, you know, like so, you said, anything can happen. So I get up, I get the lap dance, and then shirt smells. 
just like stripper the rest of the night, right? Oh, God. So then, now, you, I think you stayed back, right? You stayed overnight? Yes, we did, right? yeah. So, my group, we left yeah. after the, after the, after party. After your dance, you left. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I'm driving, everybody in the back is passed out. See, we okay, have a loaded... Call, if you're on a road trip to a wrestling show, and you got a carload of people, do not do pass so. out. That's you keep everyone one. awake. So everyone's passed out, and Kazile is sitting front seat with me, and uh, he's just smelling his shirt. Right? And he's like, man. He's like, Rutgers, smell your shirt, man. It smells like oh shirt burning. And I go, I've been smelling the last hour. <laughs> Trying to keep myself up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot of stories. Here. See, that's the thing. Like, I was saying earlier, like how some of these shows they get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe there's a moment in, in a show or a match, whatever. You always remember the road stories and trips and who you're yeah. with and experiences yeah. and talks you have on the road. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah, like that. I'll remember. Yeah. Can you tell me what happened on that show that night? I don't. I don't remember. No, anything we remember, that, remember that. We, we both. I know we both worked. Yes. We both. Yes. Worked. That was my first Cadillac show. Who'd you I, work? I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you who I worked. <laughs> right. I couldn't. <laughs> no. Right. But, no. It's It's these road trips and memories you make with each other that will live forever. Yeah. No, definitely. Right. And that's I think why our camaraderie is the way it is. Yeah. You know. Um, just like you, you'll get a fan every once in a while that wants to put a challenge out. Think that they're uh, what do you call that? Uh, liquid, liquid, liquid courage. Liquid courage. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I remember it was Eric. Eric <laughs> it was Eric. There you go. Just no. popped right in. There was Eric. So. But uh, how how can I say is that if uh, we band together and if you approach that ring as a fan. All bets are off. All that bets. locker room will empty out. <laughs> you know, period. <Yeah. laughs> you know. Luckily, it hasn't happened in my time where right. I've had to do anything like that. But there's sort my my dad will tell stories. You were in, a, in, in the ring with with one of those stories. I believe. Yeah. Um, well, I do know that uh, Rough Crossing had yeah, one like that where he stood on the dude's head just to a security beam. Yeah. It turned into a promotional tool. It turned into the stop it your stop, head tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's yeah. uh, it, we we get our rapid fans out there. We get our passionate fans out there. Uh, but like you said, the stories that we're sharing, uh, the bottom line is the camaraderie. You know, we could call each other. We could talk to each other any day, time, day or night, and uh, we're always there for each other. Yeah, I mean, we're, we are with each other at our highs, our lows. You know, someone just got divorced. Someone's getting engaged. Someone's getting married. Right. Someone had a baby. Everybody's there for each other and support each other. Like I said earlier in the show, we're yeah. a family. Yeah. So yeah. we're just here to get those stories from our family members, our brothers, our sisters that you're not going to hear anywhere else. You know, you're not going to hear independent wrestling stories where some of these stories are are better than professional wrestlers. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, you know, it's or they won't tell them. But- they won't tell them, but you know, we're here to tell you guys, you know, yeah. like we want you guys to understand we're people too. We have emotions. We have families. We have jobs. We have, we have bills to pay. That's right. But we're here we get to sick. entertain you. We have health issues. You know, yeah. You know, 
Um, so, but I, I tell you, I think we've covered a lot of bases uh, tonight. And yeah. uh, I mean, all I could say is, you know, as this goes on, you're going to find out more about us and so forth. Uh, Brian, I definitely appreciate you coming out onto yes, the show. Thank you very yeah, much, Brian. Our first, thank our first you. guest, you know. Thank you. And all that. Was, camera two. Yeah, that's right. Boom, boom. You know, there we go. Here, you know. <laughs> and then also, too, we would like to thank our sponsor, Chicago Pizza Authority on Summit Street. Thank you very much for the pizza. Thank you, CPA. Thank that's you. right. Uh, check them out online. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, here at Studio 444, anytime I've had you guys here, CPA was also in the house. Some of the best pizza in the area. Uh, we also want to thank Fonzie and the Dago Tees uh, for the letting us use their song King of the Hill as our theme music. Uh, so a shout out to uh, Fonzie and the Dago Tees. You can check out their album on Spotify as well. There you go. So without further ado, fans, uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget this Saturday uh, and then June 3rd, June 4th. And just keep watching that site and keep watching for Pow Entertainment. And the next guest that we have on, we have two months worth of guests already lined up. And make sure you check out Hillbilly Records. We're going to be putting up a uh, Facebook page, an Instagram, a Twitter. Uh, that's all under construction at the moment. Um, but, yeah, and then on Spotify, give us a like. Yeah, give, give us, us a, a follow. Like. Because uh, without you guys, we can't continue to uh, do this without you guys. There you go. Well, thank you again, fans, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you.